in the moment you 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 want to win you want first place but as time goes on those first places and those trophies are less they they have less meaning it's more the friendships you've gained it's more the experiences you can look back and say i remember i went to this competition and this happened or that happened and just kind of laughing about the fun stories and the friends you met that's really what i took away from twirling as a twirler myself and the experiences i gained from twirling I think really helped me as a coach. Hey there, podcast listeners, and welcome back to the Lilypad Podcast. This interview will be a bit unique. It's actually a two-part interview. Um, the first part, I speak with Holly Medley. Holly is a baton twirler, a twirl coach, and one of the owners of the Charleston area twirl team, the West Virginia Mountainettes. Holly and I talk a bit about her challenges and her successes as a twirler and as a coach. And much like my interview with Kelly, you can really tell through our conversation how much Holly loves twirling and coaching, but especially how much she loves her students. In the second half of this episode, because as you'll hear, my conversation with, with Holly had to be cut short, but for a good reason. In the second half, I interviewed my daughter, Ariana Lilly. Ariana was a student of Holly's for a few years, and she talks a bit about how being coached by Holly changed her for the better, not only as a twirler, but, but also as a person. So just be patient. I, you know, I'll put these two interviews together. I hope this all works out. And without further delay, here's Holly. Holly Medley, welcome to the Lilypad Podcast. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, I appreciate you agreeing to to talk with me. I'm going to tell the listeners a little bit about you, how you and I know each other. Uh, I think all four of my daughters have actually uh, been a part of your uh, twirl team and have you know learned how to twirl baton from you and so uh, it's been a few years now Um, but I wanted to get you on here so you can talk a little bit about who you are and and what you do. Okay great my name is Holly Medley and I started twirling when I was five I believe and a lot of children start activities when they're young but they do not stick with them they find other things they're interested in but I took right to baton twirling and stuck with it through high school, um, competed as a baton twirler until I was 25, and finally uh, hung up the batons and started coaching, and uh, I've met a lot of wonderful girls along the way, and some of them have gone on to graduate from high school and college, and so it's been quite an experience, and so that's a little bit about myself. I'm married, and I have two sons, so of course, right now, they're not twirling. They're interested in sports. That's great. And what is the name of your twirl team or your twirl company? I have a baton twirling uh, team called the West Virginia Mountainettes with Michelle Wooten and Tori Ann Grell has been helping as well this year. So we've kind of all three been working together. Uh, it's been interesting during the pandemic. We started the team, goodness, it's probably been 10 years, 12 years, to, Michelle and I did, to increase the interest of baton twirling in the Canal Valley area, particularly with the West, the Canal Valley Majorette Festival. It seemed like 
the interest was dying. We were seeing very little twirling in the area. And so we wanted to in, in, increase the interest and uh, get a feel for the interest in the area. And it seems like there was quite a bit of interest, but there really weren't a lot of coaches in the area. So we started the team together and took right off. And every year we, we've grown. Now this year, our numbers are a little bit down due to the pandemic, rightfully so. But otherwise, it's been really successful. And we've had, I was trying to think this morning, I think six or eight girls uh, earned the title of Miss Kanawha Valley Majorette. So it's it's been great. That's excellent. Uh, what would you say is one thing that you wish you had known before you got started on your own coaching career? Well, that's a good question. I think I really didn't know I was going to get so attached to my girls. That's one thing you do. And it's kind of hard to keep that, you know, coach relationship, but also the friendship. And so that's, that's kind of tough, but, you know, I think I've done a great job. The girls look up to me, I think, and they've kept in touch with me after going away to college. And a lot of them have contacted me for reference letters and things of that nature. So that's, that's been one thing that's, um, you know, I, I really didn't expect that. I didn't expect to gain such friends, you know, really they've all become like a family to me, like younger sisters and their moms have become such good friends of mine. And so that's one thing I never really thought about starting out, um, coaching. I can remember, uh, I think it was Ariana, my oldest daughter, uh, one day after a practice, uh, she was in tears and she said, Holly was really mad at us you know, because we kept messing this up, messing that up. And that like, well, the fact that you're so upset shows how much you care. And the fact that, she, you know, Holly got so upset with you all for not doing it right shows how much she cares. So I, I, I like that dichotomy between caring as a coach and then caring as someone who genuinely loves and cares about the people you coach. So that's great. That has been one of the, I, I didn't think about that, Jason, and you're, you're so right. You know, I, I try to tread lightly, but at the same time with coaching, you have to have a little bit of tough love. And so you have to be tough with them if you want them to improve, but at the same time, you don't want to hurt their feelings and upset them too much. And especially when you love them so much, you know, because they're not just your student, they're they're your friend, they're your family, so. Yeah, and, yes. and Ariana, she, she's emotional. <laughs> Yes. I love her. But I understand that because I'm sensitive too. And a lot of coaches have made me cry along the way as well. Well, and, and when she's passionate about something, I think that really, you know, also makes it a, a big difference when you really care about what you're doing. And then you realize that you've done something wrong that needs to be corrected. It can be tough to, to handle. So I appreciate that you were able to guide them on what it was they needed to improve. Um, what would you say uh, has been your your biggest challenge, either as a coach or as a twirler yourself? As a twirler myself, the biggest challenge would have been not having a lot of competitions in the West Virginia area. And when you did go to competitions, you seem to have the same, like the same contestants were there at each, com at each competition. So to try to really improve and kind of, you know, see how well you set yourself apart from the others is a little bit difficult in West Virginia. So you really have to travel to go to larger competitions to kind of see where you stand. So as a twirler, that was one thing I found to be difficult. And also 
finding coaching coaches, I was really fortunate to find Michelle when I was at WVU. Uh, she and I really clicked and that's how we met. I was in the color guard and wanted to audition for a feature twirler. So finding a coach is also difficult for myself as a twirler. I would say as a coach, the business aspect was kind of difficult uh, while having a family. Uh, so Michelle, she she took over the business aspect of it and kind of took the reins a few years ago as my family grew because it did make it a little bit more difficult to manage the, the business side of things. And I, I did not anticipate that starting the business, um, you know, but there's a lot more to it than I than I expected. I can imagine at when you know, when you have a skill that you're good at and then you decide to turn that skill into a business, it's the business end of it that often does surprise people. So that's completely understandable. Right. Um, well, then on the flip side of that, what would you say have been some of your best successes, either as a twirler or as a coach? Successes as a twirler, it's kind of funny. In the moment, you, you, you want to win. You want first place. But as time goes on, those first places and those trophies are less, they, they have less meaning. It's more the friendships you've gained. It's more the experiences. You can look back and say, I remember when I went to this competition and this happened or that happened and just kind of laughing about the fun stories and the friends you met. That's really what I took away from twirling as a twirler myself. And the experiences I gained from twirling, I think really helped me as a coach. And sometimes I look at myself as a better coach than, than as a twirler. Um, they say, what is it that those that can do and those that can't teach? Um, but I would say for me, the experiences and the friends that I gained from twirling, the networking, um, as a coach, uh, the best experiences or the mo what I've gained from it the most, really, again, the friendships and the girls I've met and seeing them do so well. I mean, when I see these girls compete and do so well, it, it's more important to me than, than any first place trophy I could ever win. Now, have you ever had um, students that you have felt have grown beyond what you taught them and what you coached them in? Usually when I feel like I'm kind of either, you know, everyone has different learning styles and different teaching styles. And so sometimes I have students and it's not real often, thankfully, that I felt like they really just weren't getting it. And, and it wasn't so much me, it wasn't so much them, but my teaching style and their learning style just did not mesh. So I, you know, that's when Michelle and I kind of collaborate or, uh, you know, I've had previous students that also teach and they've been great assets in, in helping, especially picking up the, the, the novice twirlers or the little ones. And I think that they have been great to kind of take on the reins as well. But uh, that's pretty, that's, I think that's how I've handled that. But there hasn't been a lot of times when I felt like I was at the point where I no longer could help them. I felt like it was more of a learning style and a teaching style that just didn't mesh. Got you. Yeah, I know as a, as a teacher myself, I, I have had students that I felt, wow, <laughs> in some ways you're brighter than I am. Um, and if, if I don't have the answer to that question, I'll find someone who does have the answer to that question. And so that's great that you have other coaches who work with you and then, you know, students who work with you. Uh, but if, if, if you need their help or need them to work with a, a child or a student, then they can. So that's excellent. Right. And I think the other thing is we, as a, as a coach, it's, it's, it's really good to have your, your students, 
but it's also good for those students to go to camps, to go to twirling camps, to go to day camps, and also take spot lessons from other coaches that do have more experience or different learning styles or maybe just different tricks. You know, it seems like, you know, they go to these camps, they learn so much and they come back and say, look what I learned. And, and we build from that or we, you know, we add that to the routine. And so, you know, staying with the same coach and only learning from the same coach over and over and over isn't always necessarily a good thing either. It is good to send them to, to camps, spot lessons from other coaches. And a lot of times when they go to these camps, they they do spot lessons at the camps from other coaches that are world renowned, you know, that may be 60, 70 years old, but they have so much experience well beyond what I have. That's great. Uh, I like that that you you encourage the students to develop skills in other ways. That's that's fantastic, and that you have the knowledge to pick up from whatever they have learned from wherever they are, and that that's for a lot of teachers. You you you, you get your students from where they are, and then grow from that. So, that's right. excellent. So, I know that things are kind of, you know, strange right now with coronavirus and COVID, but. Uh, you can do your best to answer this question. Let's say that we have some young ladies who are interested in getting into twirling. You know, they've never done it before, but they're thinking about trying it out. Um, what advice would you give to them now? I would say don't give up because a baton twirling to someone new, it, it's like a, for, it's a foreign object. I mean, you, you, it's like, you know, it's giving them something that's you know, I think a lot of students, they want to immediately take off with it. And, and some do, but most of the time it takes time. So don't give up. You have to, you have to work at it. Take lessons, practice, 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 and more practice before you really can decide whether or not it's for you. So I would say, you know, take lessons for the team, especially we encourage girls to come. We, we provide batons the first time or two, let them come and, and take a few team practices, um, ha participate in a few team practices for free just to see what they think of it. You know, no, no strings attached, so to speak. And, you know, a lot of girls have come, you know, they came for the first time, took right off and loved it. And, you know, we've had a few come and think this really isn't for me. Or they, they came back a few years later when it really, you know, they decided it was for them. So I would say don't give up and practice. And that's the best advice I could give to someone new. That's that's some really good advice. It's it's definitely you know having watched my girls, um, I I can tell when they've been practicing and working on a skill and you know they're getting better at it. So that's that's great advice. Oh, definitely. I mean, I can tell from week to week if I have a student if they've been practicing. I mean, you know, they come back and they just they just wow you with how much improvement that, you know, and then if they come back week after week after week and they're the same, well, we can tell we haven't been practicing, you know, and then we have to have a little chat. You know, if you, if you really want to go somewhere with this, you really want to improve, you really want to do your best. And that's what I encourage girls to do your best. It's not so much about winning, but doing your best. You want to walk off the floor and know you did your very best. And if you didn't practice and you didn't prepare, you can't walk off the floor and be upset with anyone but yourself because you didn't do your best. Yeah, I think I've, I've heard you call my girls out for, you could tell whenever they had been practicing and when they had not been practicing. Oh yes, so, yes. That's great. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed, um, you know, seeing you do your job as a coach and then seeing their growth because of what they've learned from you. So I appreciate that as well. Thank um, you. You're welcome.
So let me ask you, this is, this is the big question that I've been asking a lot of my guests. Um, and I, I don't know if you listened to any of the past episodes, but if you did, you probably heard this question. Um, 2020 was a pretty rough year for everybody. And, <laughs> and some are saying that doesn't seem like 2021 is getting all that much better. But uh, I personally believe that, you know, we can each try to do something to make, you know, our world better in some way. Um, so that's one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast. So I would ask you then, what do you think you're doing to try to make the world a better place? Well, for myself personally, I work in a nursing home. So, you know, I think when I go to work every day and spend time with the residents, I feel like I'm brightening their day because it's been such a depressing situation for them. I try to spend a little bit of extra time with them each day, knowing they can't be with their family. They can't be with their friends. They can't participate in activities. As a twirling coach, I just keep encouraging the girls. I think trying to keep them motivated during the pandemic has been hard. Finding a place to twirl has been hard. Gymnasiums are closed. Church gyms aren't available. The rec center isn't offering opportunities to practice. The YMCA isn't. So the girls are getting down. So for me to make the world a brighter place, I've just been trying to encourage the girls to not give up. I know right now there's not a place, a lot of places to practice do your best work on roles in your garage you know work on your strut in your garage just do what little bit you can to keep yourself going and i can hear one of your little boys in the background (laughs) yes i'm home alone with them and i told them you need to be quiet for 30 minutes and immediately one of them suddenly needs mommy and i'm sure it's over nothing (laughs) that's okay well and admittedly I, i would think that raising raising sons in the midst of, of all this craziness and chaos is another way that you can make a difference in the world. So it sounds like you're doing a great job. It's been something else to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. I know this is a pretty quick conversation, but you, you said a lot in just a short amount of time. And so I really appreciate you agreeing to do this interview. And we've just been grateful to have you um, as a part of our family teaching my daughters, you know, a skill that they enjoy. So I appreciate that, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Well, thank you so much. I love you all and, and your family just, just as my own. I appreciate everything you guys have done for me, and I've enjoyed working with your family. Well, thank you. You have a great day. Thanks. Go thank hang you. out with those boys. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So I'm uh, on with my daughter, Ariana, and I'm going to ask her a few questions about the time that she uh, was actually a student uh, of Holly's. And so, uh, Ariana, um, how many years did you train uh, with Holly? Uh, it was about five years, I think. I started when I was in eighth grade, and my last year was, I, f- I finished my freshman year of college with her, and I didn't do it. I started color guard my sophomore year, so didn't really have time. <laughs> awesome. And, and in those five years, um, how would you say that you grew as a twirler? Um, I think that Holly really pushed me hard to work harder and to keep trying. Like if there was a trick that I couldn't get and she knew that I could get it, she would tell me to keep trying and she would ask, she would have me push really hard to get it. So I think that it really like opened me up to try new things and to keep trying, even though I was getting frustrated with myself. Now you said that you were at, you were in color guard in high school and in college as well. Yeah, I was. 
And um, now I know that obviously twirling batons and color guard twirling flags is not exactly the same thing, but um, how would you say that training with Holly benefited you as a someone in color guard? Well, I do think that um, the way that she made me push hard helped me in color guard because it was different. So like if there was something that I couldn't get with color guard, I would push hard just like I would with her. And um, I think that twirling did help me with color guard because it gave me the experience of throwing something in the air and catching it. So I had that kind of experience to help me to learn color guard. And you were lucky that, um, you know, the band director at Poco High School allowed you to twirl baton at some of the games. So, you know, that's the good news as well, that I'm sure a lot of what she taught you, you actually used in your twirling. I loved working on field shows with her because it was like a new experience. And I'd always wanted to do that ever since I started twirling to twirl for high school. Um, so it was completely different than working on stuff for competitions because for competitions, it's like a two minute routine. And usually you'd only do like one baton. And, but with the field show, you do a bunch of different things. You twirl fire, twirl knives, two baton, three baton. So it was good to have the different kind of experience on the field and with different equipment than at a competition. Yeah. I remember all that different equipment cluttering up my car and our house <laughs> trying to get you to a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so you would say that that her pushing you, um, you know, to try the harder things and to keep trying, uh, even when you thought something was too difficult, outside of just becoming a better twirler and becoming better at color guard, would you say that it helped you in other more personal ways as well? Yeah, I do think that it made me a harder worker. Um, like with schoolwork, if there was something that I found challenging, I would be influenced to keep working on it because she had taught me the, to work hard. And same with at work, like it made me a harder worker. Having a really good coach, a really good teacher like that can really help boost your confidence, you know, and, and that's, that's what it sounds like she was able to do for you was just not just make you a better twirler, but teach you that just because something feels difficult doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means you might have to work harder and harder and harder to get it. Mm -hmm. I could tell you that as a parent in, in watching you, you know, the, the transformation from, I can't do this, so I need to try, I need to stop trying into, I can't do this, I can't do this, okay, I'm going to try to do it, and I'm going to keep trying to do it until I get it. You know, your, your frustration from, from earlier in, in twirling was more towards, I'm frustrated with myself because I can't do it, and transforming to, I'm frustrated because I should be able to do this. So mm -hmm. I'm going to keep working until I get it right. You know, it wasn't so much that you were feeling like you couldn't do it. You just felt like you were getting it wrong and you yeah. want to work on it to get it right. That's a whole different mindset shift. And I've seen that in a lot of Holly's other students as well. You know, not just you is that they go from, you know, I can't do this to, well, I'm just not doing it right now, but I'll get it if I keep practicing and keep working on it. Yeah, there are some girls that I twirled with in my last season that I saw a lot of growth in from working with her. They grew in a lot of confidence and their um, confidence in their ability to twirl that also grew. Now, you actually got to you went from being a student of Holly's to uh, helping her out with some of the teaching. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I was helping her with the, the little team in the uh, middle school team. Um, it was I did that, um, I believe, my sophomore year when I wasn't able to twirl with them. I went and taught whenever I could. Now, what would you, 
what would you say you learned from that experience? Um, it taught me how to teach twirling. Um, and I think that it benefited me because I'm going into elementary education. So it also helped me learn how to work with kids. Um, and I think that it also taught me a lot about twirling. Instead of just doing it, I was able to learn how to teach other people to do it. Yeah, I hate that expression that some people say where it's like those who can do and those who can't teach. <laughs> That's one of the worst things ever because, you know, especially with a skill like that, you know, obviously you need to know how to do it to teach it. Mm -hmm. And then when you're teaching it, it's, it's actually causing your brain to think in a, on a different level of what it is that needs to be done, especially if you've been doing something for so long that it kind of comes natural to you. And then when you have to teach someone else how to do it, you have to pause and think about what all, what are all the things I had to learn before I could just automatically do it. Yeah, I started teaching private lessons when I was in high school and I started realizing that teaching it had me, like it made me think about it a different way because it was like instead of showing myself how to do it, I was having to put it in terms to show other people how to do it. And that says a lot about the confidence that that Holly must have instilled in you if you went from being a student to, you know, teaching and doing private lessons yourself. That's great. All right. Well, do you have anything you would like to add, uh, you know, to say about the time that you were a student with Holly? Um, I really enjoyed being a, a student of Holly's. Um, I think that she really helped me grow my confidence. Um, I was, I'm a super backwards person. I still am, but I think that getting out and performing with her or like for her really helped me to like open up and not be scared to do that kind of stuff. That's excellent. Well, I appreciate your time and I uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Course, it's always great to talk to you you're my daughter i love you but <laughs> i appreciate that you were willing to to hop on here and just say a few kind words uh about holly and i know that she'll be grateful to to hear from you so all right well go do your schoolwork it's good <laughs> talking to you all right all right bye bye thanks for listening to the Lilypad podcast for more information about our show and for notes about each episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Lilypad Podcast. And if you enjoyed this show, give us a follow on Spotify. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a rating and review. It really helps other people learn about this podcast. So once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>